back to the David Glenn Show. Good news for football fans. The NFL is less than a month away, and I mean the regular season. Ron Rivera of the Panthers just said that Cam Newton will play three or four series against the Patriots on Thursday night as Carolina plays the third of its fourth pre of its four preseason games. Then the real stuff begins for the Panthers on September 8th. The ACC Network is two days from launch, and the college football's 2019 season is four days from launch. The ACC will be involved. It's Miami against number eight Florida in Orlando. That'll be on ESPN on Saturday night. That'll get the regular season underway. E.J. Manuel has gone from ACC champion quarterback for the Florida State Seminoles to NFL draft pick by the Buffalo Bills to now a representative of the brand-new ACC Network. EJ, welcome to the David Glenn Show. How are you? Hey, David. I'm doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing really well. What's the toughest part of going from being the man at Florida State to one of the guys in the NFL to now a, a new branch of your career tree, uh, somebody who's supposed to make sense of all this stuff from the media side of things? Yeah, well, to be honest with you, David, uh, this is probably one of the more fun things I've done now. You know, take that within <laughs> uh, within reason now. I, I played in the NFL, played at Florida State, played you know, football at its highest level for, you know, six years in the NFL and, um, you know, obviously my career in college. But, you know, I decided to move along and move forward into my next career, which is something I always wanted to do. I got my degree in communications at FSU. You know, so when I got opportunity to work with the ACC Network, you know, what better way to start it off by being one of the first guys on the launch this Thursday. And, you know, I was actually with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I signed with them in February, but I, I had to retire in order to get out of that contract and join the ACC Network. EJ was all ACC with the Seminoles, the ACC champions in 2012. He impressed a lot of folks in this part of the country as a high school superstar before joining the Florida State program. You've been the new guy, of course, as a freshman for the Seminoles. You've been the new guy as a rookie in the NFL. I wonder your reaction. We'll ask you mostly ACC stuff uh, since that's sure. the conf conference you're covering most closely. But we've all seen Jalen Hurts in an Alabama uniform, and the guy goes 26-2 and two with the Tide but ends up having to transfer out because of that Tua Tungavaloa guy. Lincoln Riley of Oklahoma just named late yesterday Jalen Hurts, the Alabama transfer, as his starting quarterback, and the Sooners are preseason number four in the rankings. What do you make of being the new guy in that situation? Because you're not a rookie, you're not a freshman. Man, you've been around the block and then some, and you're supposed to uh, meet a bunch of new teammates and try to lead them to championships. For sure. Well, I think the biggest thing is the responsibility that that head coach that made that decision is you expect Jalen to come in and be mature. You expect him to be a great leader for your offense. And not just your offense, but your entire team. You know, the coach there at Oklahoma knows that Jalen has been. He's, he's been tried and, you know, he, he's been tough. You know, he's gotten through, you know, a lot of adversity. Obviously, he had the ups and downs at, at Alabama. But I think he had way more ups than he did downs. You know, he had the situation where Tua came in and, and led them to get the national championship. And everyone got, you know, really excited about Tua, which is understandable. But at the same time, Jalen had a great body of work. And, you know, his last year at Alabama, he still came in and came in late in the game. I want to say it might have been the SEC championship and helped those guys, you know, steal a victory. You know what I mean? When Tua got, you know, got hurt. So I'm excited for Jalen. And, you know, I would have been shocked if he wasn't named the starter. Obviously, when these guys make these moves, it's to give themselves a chance to, to put out some more tape and to, uh, you know, 
add to that resume before they go into the NFL. But I, I'm hoping that Jalen has a really good season. EJ Manuel of the ACC Network is joining us on the David Glenn Show. You can follow him on Twitter at EJ Manuel and then the number three at EJ Manuel three. He's joining us from the ACC Network, with launch, which launches two days from now. You waited your turn at Florida State, and I wonder whether it's, you know, at the college level, we see more transfers than ever. Occasionally, we even see quarterback transfers at the high school level. You're, you're still a young man at 29 years old, but if a young person asks you for advice, you know, Jalen Hurts did end up leaving Alabama, and it looks like he's getting a great chance at uh, Oklahoma. You were a good player for the Seminoles, I remember, for two years, but you were like the man as a junior and as a senior, and you never would have had one of the greatest passing seasons in Florida State history as a senior if you had not kind of waited your turn. So I, there's like an upside and a downside to every approach, right? What do you say if a young person, uh, knowing you've been in those shoes, asks you for advice? Sure. Well, I can only speak on my situation specifically now. You know, when I got to Florida State, Christian was Christian Ponder. It was right. his first year as a starter. You know, of, of course, I come in thinking I can compete to get the job. I, I don't get the job. I end up redshirting. And, uh, you know, I remember calling my dad saying, man, you know, should I, you know, cause should I leave and go to LSU? Because they were also my second choice. And I think they might have started Jordan Jefferson as a freshman. Uh, he and I came out the same year, and I felt like I could have went there and competed for that job for sure at, at LSU at the time. But, you know, my dad, you know, just I, I really would have to thank him because he told me, like, listen, son, you made a commitment to FSU, you know, stand there and, and, and stick it out. Keep working hard and, and, and see what God can do for you. And, you know, sure enough, the following year when I was a redshirt freshman, Ponder would get hurt. Uh, I want to say with four games left, I got a chance to go 3-1 and one late in the season. Uh, got MVP of the Gator Bowl for Coach Bowden's last game. Um, then the following year, Christian gets hurt again in the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Got a chance to go out there and lead our team to a victory. So, Everything happens differently for every guy. Now, of course, you know, with the transfer portal now, guys are able to transfer and, you know, have the eligibility to go ahead and play right away. But, you know, it's hard to say. Every situation is different. Yeah. But this situation specifically for Jalen made the most sense. Now, obviously, two is going to be, if not the number one overall pick, he's going to be a top five pick when he goes out into the NFL draft, I would assume, after this season. And so I'm sure Jalen saw that as like, hey, look, I got to move on and go somewhere else. And what better place to go to Oklahoma the past two guys uh, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray have been have done pretty well for themselves, you know, moving on to the next level. So I, I'm hoping that Jalen can do the same thing as those guys did. You mentioned Bobby Bowden, one of the greatest coaches in the history of college football. He has been an absolute blast on the David Glenn show over the years, both oh, when, yeah. when he was leading the Seminoles, he would join us from time to time. But in retirement, he's had a little more time on his hands and he's joined us maybe even more frequently. You were part of that bridge from Bobby Bowden to Jimbo Fisher. Um, and I wonder, given that I believe the ACC network, everybody knows that, you know, in these parts, if you want to watch the ECU-NC State game on August 31st, you have to be a subscriber to a carrier that gets the ACC network, right? Um, Correct. They, there's also features and documentaries that are yep. exclusive to the network. So, A, did you contribute to the Bobby Bowden documentary? And, and even if you didn't, what can you share about your personal experience with one of the most successful coaches in the history of the sport? Well, I'll tell you, I actually got a chance to speak to the uh, Seminole Boosters in Palm Beach uh, this past, West Palm Beach this past weekend. And I told a quick story of Coach Bowden when he came to uh, Virginia Beach to visit me at home. And, you know, probably the nicest guy, man, just yeah. so personable, such a great person. And, you know, we really take 
hit the shirt off of his back and give it to anybody that was in need. You know, he was that kind of man. And, you know, he was also a man of faith. And that was one of the biggest reasons why I chose to go to Florida State. And that's even before you talk about his accolades on the field. You know, what better coach? I would say him and Joe Paterno as far as, like, two of the best, you know, most known college football coaches of all time. Yeah. So, you know, he's really someone who you say Bobby Bowden, people know that name. And, uh, you know, for a lot of reasons, it's, it's beyond him as a football coach. It's also him as a person if you ever had a chance to talk to him for five minutes, which it sounds like you guys did. Yeah. And so, you know, just, just an overall great guy. And I know this documentary that's coming out on the ACC Network, I'm really excited to watch it. I am a little bummed that I wasn't able to talk talk about it a little bit because when it came out, I was surprised too. But I was like, oh, okay, that's going to be great. And so uh, I'm looking forward. To, I'll be tuning in like everybody else, man. So I had to make sure I got the package on my uh, my cable provider too. It's, it's pretty cool, actually. Like Roy Williams at Carolina Basketball is given special access for an ACC Network show. Mike Krzyzewski, there's a documentary that I believe runs Thursday night on the day the ACC Network launches about like his first – uh, very important recruiting, cl- not his first class, but sort of the one that helped him turn Duke into the uh, forerunners of what it has become today. E.J. Manuel joining us on the David Glenn Show. There's a whole bunch of other features and documentaries that the new channel is going to offer as well. When you saw maybe the, I guess the coaches poll and the AP poll are both out, from the Atlantic Coast Conference, the league that you and we cover most closely, it was only Clemson, which we all knew was coming at number one, and then Syracuse. Uh, who from elsewhere in the league do you think might be overlooked right now beyond the Tigers and uh, the Syracuse Orange? Yeah, well, I think UVA is a team that's overlooked right now. I think Miami's overlooked. I think Florida State is overlooked. Now, I I would say for Florida State, I understand why they were overlooked. I mean, they didn't go to a bowl game last year. It was Coach Tigers' first year. But I think they'll be much improved this season. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing how James Blackman comes out and plays. Miami, now that they've made the decision of going with Jaron Williams as their quarterback. They have a ton of talent around Jaron, and I think that's why Coach Diaz made the decision, knowing that Jaron's young, his upside is, you know, is very high. You know, he was a highly taught you know, high school recruit, and he came there for a reason. I actually had a chance to go down and watch him practice last week, and he looked really clean, really good, made good decisions with the football. Um, now, obviously, he has two other quarterbacks in the Cozy Perry and Tate Martell, who are right there waiting if something happens to Jaron, if he doesn't play well, if he gets injured. But nonetheless, I think that was probably the best decision. And then UVA, you know, and uh, Bryce, Bryce Perkins. I think he's one of the better quarterbacks in the country. Um, had a chance to watch him a bunch last year. And, uh, you know, I'm a Virginia guy. Not that I have a bias toward them, but, you know, I always try to keep up on tabs with Virginia Tech and UVA, being that I'm a hometown guy. And so, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to those guys having a great season at UVA. And I actually think they'll have uh, the best chance to win the Coastal. In our backyard here across North Carolina, EJ, we have all kinds of interesting stories at your position of quarterback. On the one hand, like Quentin Harris of Duke is a fifth-year senior. So, like, he's been around the block, yet he's always been the backup. So that's, like, one new thing. So we'll get your thoughts on that. Beyond that, you mentioned your early days at Florida State. I mean, here you were, this incredibly highly recruited guy from the Tidewater, Virginia area. You signed with one of the most prominent programs in the country. I wonder if you flashed back to what you didn't know as a freshman, that you felt like oh, yeah. you did know as a junior and senior, if you can share some of those thoughts. Because whether sure. it's the redshirt freshman Jaron Williams trying to lead Miami – or Mac Brown just gave Sam Howell uh, at UNC the first team snaps. He's a true freshman. 
Now, he did enroll right. in January, uh, so tell us how much it helps to go through a spring practice, but just the broader adjustment uh, to getting that starter's role for the first time, whether you're a senior like Quentin Harris at Duke or a, yep. a right-out-of-high-school freshman like Sam Howell at Carolina. Yeah, well, I mean, it's an adjustment for anyone. Uh, specifically, thinking of Quentin Harris, I'm not sure if he had a chance to start any games last year, but you know, when you're the backup versus when you're the starter, it's a completely different Monday through Friday as far as the buildup before a Saturday game. You know, as far as the reps you get in practice, uh, the things that you're studying, the meetings you might have with coach when nobody else is around because he wants to implement some of, you know, the ideas for the game plan early in the week on like a Monday or a Tuesday before you start practicing. So you, your responsibilities are a lot more and a lot higher. Um, now, obviously, a guy like Sam is a true freshman you know, he should just really have an open mind and understand that, like, look, I'm going to make mistakes. And I, I personally think Sam's going to do very well, and I, I thought Coach, Coach Brown made the right decision in going with him. Uh, I, I know the Carolina fans are ex- extremely excited for him, so it makes a, it's a smart decision for the fan base. Um, but nonetheless, I, I think it's going to be an adjustment like it is for anybody. Now, if he comes out and has a season like Trevor Lawrence, then it's a completely different conversation right. that we're having in, you know, uh, two months or so. So, you know, it, it could go either way. Now, I, I think as a quarterback myself, somebody who's been through it, I'm, I'm very understanding of how hard it is, the, the transition from high school to college, and not even on the field. It's just the, the weekly day in, day out of preparing for a game on Saturday and just, you know, making sure everybody's doing the right things. And, it, you know, the pressure is high. And, and once you get to these universities, you know, the, the, the fans, the boosters, they're expecting you to go out there and play well, and they're expecting you to go out there and win. You know, so it's not really – you know, time for a growing curve. Now it's even less in the NFL, but in college, you know, these teams want to win right now, you know, so as far as, you know, these guys feel like they have time to really grow up and they do, but it's a very short window. At some point on an ACC network broadcast, I can almost picture the graphic. Now it's going to be like EJ Manuel's top five ACC quarterbacks. Of course. If we, (laughs) if we put you on the spot, it's only August 20th. I guess it's, it's hard to, you can't really grade guys who are freshmen or redshirt freshmen, but most of these lists, as you know, at least in the ACC, they'll begin with a Trevor Lawrence, but a Bryce Perkins of UVA, a James Blackman of Florida State that you mentioned. I know Wake Forest just named Jamie Newman its starter, and he had a great end of last year after Sam Hartman got hurt. How would your, like, real quick kind of one through five ACC quarterback pecking order look right now? Well, it's hard to say, as you know. I mean, of course, the number one outright is Trevor Lawrence. Um, Behind him, I would put Bryce Perkins. I think he has a ton of ability to not only run the ball, but he can throw. You know, I think if he has some weapons, I know he lost uh, Zacchaeus uh, Alamade to the NFL, but I think if he has some guys that can be, uh, you know, strong for him, I think they'll be really good. I want to say Kenny Pickett at Pitt, you yeah. know, the quarterback that showed me some, some spots last, last year. I, I think he's going to be really good. Um, and then I would say uh, Ryan Willis at Virginia Tech. You know, I think he's, I think he had a strong season last year. And of course he has, um, you know, some talent coming back with him. And then as my fifth, you know, it's a toss-up. So, you know, of course, there's a, a bunch of schools that have some question marks as, as far as guys that we haven't seen yet. But, you know, I would throw in Anthony Brown from uh, Boston College. You know, he had a chance to play last year. He has a really good running back in A.J. Dillon. So, you know, I, I'm looking forward to a big year from B.C. as well, not to, you know, leave those guys out. But then right on the cusp, I mean, it's Tommy DeVito. I think he's a really good player, too, and Jaron Williams as well. So, uh, it should be interesting. I think this is a league that has a lot of really good quarterbacks, and I'm excited to see all of them play. 
You know how you can tell E.J. Manuel's already making the transition to broadcaster? He dropped an Alameda Zacchaeus reference and, oh, pronou- yeah. and pronounced it correctly. Nobody pronounces that correctly. That's <laughs> hey, well, look, man, look, any job, you got to do your job, right? So I come from a league where if you don't do it, you're out of there. You know what I mean? So I make sure I'm covering all my, all my bases here. He did his <laughs> prep for Bobby Bowden and Jimbo Fisher at Florida State. He is doing his prep as a member of the brand-new ACC Network's broadcasting crew. Uh, what's your first assignment? as we let you go and thank you for your time sure so i'm actually on a show in studio called the huddle it's myself eric mclean coach mark rick and jack collinsworth uh the show will be airing every friday and saturday fridays will be on in the evening and then saturday all day so we'll be giving you some previews as far as the game's coming up uh obviously some halftime hits and some thoughts as far as what the game is looking like and then obviously post game so we'll be there all day saturday and i'm really looking forward to everybody tuning in and uh, I know you mentioned Twitter, but I also have an Instagram too. Let me ask you this: Is it more popular to be on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, EJ, when you're talking sports? E- EJ, I would give you any piece of advice that I possibly could in my 32-year okay. media career. But when it okay. comes to social media, man, I I have to just like wave the white flag and forfeit <laughs> and simply admit okay. to you honestly that I am not an expert. I will tell you for professional reasons. We've had a lot of success at David Glenn Show is our handle, and we've got, okay. I don't know, 18-some thousand uh, followers there, and it's been a very big, successful part of our show. We okay. have not done as much Facebook. We have not done Instagram so much, but I know others. Darren Vaughts, he's like my 28-year, 20, what are you, 31, 29, something in that area. So he knows social media. What would you say to EJ, Darren, when it comes to hit? I mean, he's he's been an NFL quarterback for the last, uh, what, five yeah. or six years. So what does he do? What do I say? think when it comes to Twitter and Instagram, like, EJ, you got to be on both, right? right. Uh, I, I think more frequent posting to Twitter is probably preferred, uh, given sports right. takes and things like that, whereas Instagram's a little more visual. Um, right. And I know, I know you just you just revamped the Twitter, right? So you're you're Correct. off to a good start. Yeah, yeah. You see yeah, what I? Yeah, yeah. You see what I did there, Darren? I, EJ, you wouldn't know this, but I practiced law for 17 years. When a client comes in and asks you a question where you have no idea the answer, like DG, can you defend me against the double murder I'm accused of? You know what you do? You call one of your associates. No, I don't handle criminal defense. But my producer, Darren Vaught, knows the answer to that question. That's what exactly. we just did for EJ Manuel. So you well, come back to us it. for any other advice you need, and we really thank you for your time on the show today. All right, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> A lot of fun. EJ Manuel of Florida State back in the day, the ACC Network today.